Hey y'all, you're listening to the Shawana Speaks podcast and we are in our moms series. Moms is an abbreviation that stands for mothers on a mission to succeed. And throughout this series, you can expect to hear from amazing women that are making major moves in their careers and or business. And some of them are actually doing both. What I want to encourage all my listeners to do is to hear not just their success stories, but their struggle stories. I believe through authenticity and vulnerability, we are able to make connections through our journeys of parenthood. Some of us became parents at a young age and some of us became parents older. But the one thing that we can agree on is that parenting is a journey. It's a process and I am excited to talk about the different processes that we're all experiencing, finding those similarities and identifying the differences and making a community where we can all learn and grow together so without further ado let's get into this week's episode with my amazing special guest and hopefully you not only enjoy this episode but you learn from it as well let's get into it right now hey y'all welcome back to another episode of the shawana speaks podcast of course i am your host shawana and this week well, not this week, but this series is our mom series, which is Mothers on a Mission to Succeed. Um, of course, y'all have been hearing many different guests come on each and every week. Mm-hmm. And this week is no different. We have my guest, Chantel Benson, also known as Telly, but don't call her that if you don't know her. <laughs> um, I'm going to let Telly tell y'all who she is, where she from, where she's from, and what it is that she does. Hello, I am Chantel. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia. Um, I moved to Georgetown, South Carolina when I was 14 um, in 2007. And I've been like back and forth from town to Philly. Um, So I'm from both. (laughs) Um, I am a retired Army veteran. I'm a retired Army veteran. Um, I am also a full-spectrum doula, so I um, support moms through fertility, miscarriage, birth, postpartum, and bereavement um, for moms that, you know, have lost. Um, I'm also a student midwife at the moment, so um, soon I'll be taking off my doula hat and putting on my midwife hat, um, and that's what I will be doing full-time. all of the things telly does y'all all of the things things. first of all thank you for your service as a veteran um and now you are moving into doula midwifery and i love to see you in your element y'all it is amazing if y'all don't follow her by the time we finish with this um interview y'all will be able to connect with her follow her journeys and follow maybe some of her uh, moms that she's delivered for because they absolutely love her just go read her her uh, her reviews that's what gives me life <laughs> so i want to get right into it so how did you get into the line of work or a business as a midwife and doula? Like, where did that come from, especially being on the spectrum of a veteran? Okay, so um, everyone says that, like, midwifery or doula or anything pertaining to birth work is a calling, and you're usually called to it. It's nothing that you, like, get into. Um, It's really, like, you you just have something happens, and 
you just you're in it and you can't get out of it pretty much but, um, <laughs> how I got into it was I had both of my children when I was in the military active duty um I got pregnant with my oldest when I was overseas in Korea and I was there for most of my pregnancy until I was about seven months pregnant then I came back to the states um in the military when you are pregnant and you um Throughout your pregnancy and postpartum, you still have to work out. You still have to do PT. Um, so it's called pregnancy PT um, for the duration of your pregnancy. Um, and you go and they split it up into trimesters for a second and third. And depending on your trimester is like depending on like the intensity of the workout or whatever you're doing. Um, once you have your baby, you go on your maternity leave. Um, when I went on maternity leave, I believe it was like they just changed it from 12 to 18 weeks. Um, so I had my 18 weeks maternity leave. And then when I came back off of that, I had to go into postpartum PT. And that just kind of gets you ready to go to join everybody else in the real army. Um, and so you start off light and you get back in shape until you can pass like a PT test pretty much. Um, and there's a few weeks of that. I believe it's six weeks of uh, postpartum PT. And then you go back and you join everyone else. Um, so after my first pregnancy, when I went back to postpartum, uh, when I graduated postpartum PT and went back to my unit, they actually sent me back as an instructor for pregnancy PT. Mm. Um, and at this time, my baby was a few months old. I was breastfeeding um, a lot. They put me in charge of the third trimester group. And so a lot of the girls there, they were either single moms, their husbands were deployed, or they had their husbands or boyfriends or fiancés, but they were away from their families and they wanted like their mom or just a female support person. Um, so I like got into the habit of just telling them or a few times we've had, you okay? I have my four-year-old here, so <laughs> a few times, a few times we, um, I've had girls like go into labor because I was in third trimester while we were at PT and I would follow them to the hospital and I would just tell all of my moms in the group, I got into the habit of telling them like, if you need somebody to come with you to the hospital or you need a support person, you know, just call me, I'm gonna come, um, I can pick you up, we can go in my car or I'll meet you at the hospital, however you want to do it. And they was calling me and I was going <laughs> Yeah. Um, and even like the postpartum moms, we in the beginning of PT, like we would have formation. So all of the groups would just like um be together talking about their babies or pregnancy or whatever, because there's a bunch of pregnant people or postpartum people. So everyone wants to talk about their babies. Right. Um and I would give like breastfeeding advice and stuff. Um so one day I was with one of my friends and I was saying like, I might have to go to like one of my soldiers might go into labor and her aunt was there. We were at her house and her aunt was like, Oh, are you a doula? And I had no idea what a doula was at the wow. time. I was like, um, no, I'm just, I just yeah. go help. <laughs> <More support. laughs> and so she was like, that's, she was like, that's what a doula does. And I was like, okay. So I had to look it up. I researched it and I was like, Oh, I guess I am. A doula. I've been doing uh, this. <laughs> been doing it. So I decided to go. I was stationed in Georgia at the time. I decided to go um do a doula training in Atlanta. And so I did. Um took both of my babies, my cousin flew from from Philly to Atlanta to help me out uh, with childcare while I attended my classes because I was at this point I was breast I had my youngest and I was breastfeeding him. Um and so yeah, I went and took my class. Um, 
and I didn't have like my first official doula birth until like a few months after. It was a hospital birth. It was in Fort Gordon. It was in Hinesville. Um, and it was traumatic. Okay. Um, it was a really crazy experience. Um, the mom, she was an older woman. Um, but the doctors and nurses were not very like supportive of her choices, her birth plan. Um, she wanted to go unmedicated. She didn't want Pitocin, but when we got there, she was progressing um, normally, but it was slower than what they wanted her, than how they wanted her to progress. So they kept pushing Pitocin. Um, as a doula, it's our job to inform and give them to tools, the tools to advocate. Like I can't speak for you, but I can give you the tools to advocate for yourself and I can like remind you of what your plan and your goal was so throughout the time like you know I would tell her and her husband like you know you said you didn't want Pitocin um are you sure let's just talk about it before you make the decision and so after a few hours of laboring she decided to get Pitocin um and her labor progressed really quickly after that um she went to the bathroom and came out and like all of the things that she were describing, I knew that she was ready to push. So I was telling the nurse, hey, she's ready to push. And the nurse was like, oh, I don't think so. And I was like, you probably should call the doctor. And the nurse was like, she has time. And literally like a, maybe five minutes after she, the nurse was like, she has time and walked out. My client was walking over to the bed because she said like she felt like she needed to bear down and her baby came out. Um, wow. <laughs> And so it was just me, her, and her husband there, and her baby came. She was standing. Her baby came out. Um, I was right in front of her, so luckily I was there. I could have. I caught her baby. Yeah. Um, and you know, brought her baby up to her. We went and walked because her placenta was still inside. Baby was still attached, of course. So we walked over to the bed. I'm yelling for the nurse. Um, and after that, I just was like, I like being a doula, but I want to do more. Like I feel like. I, I want to provide the care. Um, mm -hmm. So that's when I decided I wanted to be a midwife. At the time, I was also figuring out how I was going to get out of the army. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just decided, like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to do the full time and I'm just going to figure out how to go to midwifery school. Mm -hmm. I learned that I could be a midwife without being a nurse first because okay. I had no in going through nursing school. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> That's how it happened. Um, I learned that I could catching babies. <laughs> my first baby unintentionally, and I was like, I need to, I need to be educated and informed, and learn how to actually do this and right. um, do it the right way. So, yeah, because I, you went in. So a doula, not a doula, a midwife is the step up from the doula. That's when you're actually providing the care and like check in and making sure the baby's ready to come like that's when mm -hmm. what's that look like what's the difference so a midwife is an actual medical professional oh, okay um, okay yes yeah, so midwives we provide prenatal care um throughout the duration of pregnancy so you would have all your prenatals um mm -hmm. and everything they do draw labs they do your glucose testing everything that an OB would do a midwife would do. The only thing a midwife cannot do that an OB does is surgery. Um, okay. They're not surgeons. So um, yeah, midwives are medical professionals. They provide all of your prenatal care. Um, they are the ones that attend your birth and we provide postpartum care up to six weeks. Oh, okay. Um, and also infant care up to six weeks, postpartum and newborn oh. care up to six weeks. 
Um, so we do everything from the genetic testing to like the vitamin K um, administration, whether it's shot or oral. Um, you know, we do all the newborn exams, weighing the baby. But the good thing about midwifery care is you get all of your postpartum care in home. We come to you to do it. Um, you don't have to get up and take your baby at two days old to an appointment. <laughs> um, so I think I can hear. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Oh, yep. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is wild that you went to be what was a doula and now I'm out here catching babies because y'all don't believe what I'm saying and so I was going to ask like as a doula being that y'all were in the hospital like I didn't even know that you I would say could do and that this is for lack of a better word but could do a hospital birth and still have a doula there like I, I never knew that that was a thing I I in my head I thought that when somebody has a doula that means automatically means that they're having a home Nope. So doulas, yeah. I feel like doulas are more needed for mm -hmm. hospital birth. Yes. You have a fever? Yeah. Let me see. I don't think you have a fever. What do you need for your right stomach? Here. It doesn't feel warm. It's okay. Does it feel hot? No. I think you just need a nap. I think you're tired. Um... So, yeah, I think, in my opinion, doulas are more needed for hospital births. Um, and most of my clients that I doula are hospital um, clients that birth in hospitals. Um, but, yeah, doulas can assist any at any birth setting. Cool beans. Um, some hospitals are even getting doulas on staff, which I don't know how I feel about it because then they're, you know, under the hospital's umbrella and they have to follow the hospital's protocol. So, um, I feel like, I mean, if you can't get a doula, get a doula, however you can, but, um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, uh, it's crazy because I was just talking to somebody earlier just about like home births. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if I could do that, but I also have sat in multiple hospital births and even my own, um, which wasn't traumatic, but it's still like, if I was to get a doula, I would want somebody to be able to, um, advocate for me in a way that holistic and not based off of a hospital standard or a doctor standard or a nurse's standard. Like, no, do what you're going to do outside of how they're going to feel about it because oh, I got to keep my job or I can't be honest because this is what hospital policy says. Like, exactly. I can do that. I could do that. But I do want to talk about your, your pregnancies. Let's talk about you as a mom. You have two amazing, handsome boys. Mm -hmm. Um, How old are they again? Six and four. Six and four. And that's the four-year-old. <laughs> Michael Jackson singing beat it over here. He needs to, uh, he wants attention. He's my entertainer. Michael Jackson's birthday was the other day, so that's right sing your song baby <laughs> but um take me back to your first pregnancy the day you found out you were pregnant what made you take the test what was your initial reaction so um my first pregnancy was kind of planned um I was married at the time um we were in Korea me and my ex-husband and um I was actually in a, a leadership school. Wow. Hmm. Why were you married? 
No, actually. <laughs> we. <laughs> I was in a, a. What? Hey, chill out. You got to stop. How? We were in. Um, I was in a leadership school in Korea mm. and in leadership, it's called WLC. Um, but I had to go to get promoted. Um, and we were waking up at like 4.30 every morning. But like towards the end, like in the middle of the training, I was waking up like every hour to pee at mm. night. And when you're waking up at 4.30, you counting for your sleep. So you're like, I'm like, why <laughs> am I waking up every hour? And the only thing I could think of was maybe I'm pregnant. And so um, Valentine's Day weekend, I was able to go back to where my base was, which where, where my kid's dad was. Um, and I just, I brought a pregnancy test on my way back and I got um, to our barracks where we were. Um, and I just took a test. He was there. I just took the test. I didn't even tell him I was taking it or that I had it. Um, I went in the bathroom, took it. The lines didn't they didn't hesitate to pop up. <laughs> so I just went out. I, I, my initial feelings, like I was surprised, but I also was happy because it was planned. We were trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing I did was just walk out and handed him the test. Yeah. Um, and of course I feel like every guy's like, what is, what does this mean? <laughs> what you mean? It's too fine. <laughs> thinking so and then from there yeah we just we found out super early I found out I was pregnant with both of my kids super early my body just tells me yeah 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 I was about four weeks Mm -hmm. and so yeah that is funny so how old were you at the time um right 23 okay so that's not that's not too bad at all. Uh, well, I wasn't too bad, Lord. People are no, listening. Actually, <laughs> I was twenty two, um, and I had him the day before I turned twenty three. Oh wow! So y'all birthday are that is that close? Is a day apart? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Just my birthday. birthday is April second. Oh my gosh! A day after after April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. My son's birthday is August third. But so that happened. You mm. become a mom, but you're married at the time. So there's that security. There's that we planned this. There's ah. that I'm happy. You know, our family is growing. Mm-hmm. And then after you have your oldest son, who is amazing. I love his creativity and energy. Then we turn around and we have Mr. Four-Year-Old here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Were you ever looking into midwifery or becoming a doula at that time while you was pregnant with him or after you had your oldest son? Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was after I was pregnant with him because I had um, like helped my, yes. You got to stop or I'm going to make, you're going to have to go in your room if you keep interrupting. Where is that noise coming from? You keep interrupting, you're going to have to leave. Is that noise coming I don't know, but you have to be quiet while I talk, okay? Okay. Are you going to have to leave? Okay. Okay. Kay. Stop interrupting me. I don't like it. Okay. So, um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> I, um, no, I got into birth work after having my youngest. Um, I, 
like I said, I did the whole pregnancy and postpartum PT thing. Um, someone had mentioned being a doula and I was researching it for a long time. Um, but I didn't decide to like actually go and do it until a few months after I had him. He was a few months old. Um, so yeah, it was, I guess, his birth that um, really made me want to go oh, and do it. I had him, my first birth was medicated um, and I had him natural and I was like, okay. I can do this. I can empower other women to do it. Um, and yeah, so I decided I know, to- I was going to ask you that. Like, what were your births like with them? But to know that one was medicated, one was not, um, do you pref well, obviously prefer, but like, were any of them traumatic or were they still good births, yeah. even though they were drastically different? They were different. Um, I would, So I have what, you, what we call precipitous births. It is like really quick- Birth. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I was from my water break to the time I birthed my first child, it was about five hours. And then with him, it was about seven. Um, so really Let's quick, go. really fast. Um, Let's go. But my first one, I would say I knew nothing about birth. I knew nothing about like the Let's stages go. of labor, how birth works, what happens with your body. So it was a shock to me. And the first thing I wanted when I got to the hospital was epidural. I was scared. Um, those contractions were coming. They were getting more intense. And I was like, no, I don't know if I can do this. Um, not knowing what I know now. If I knew what I knew now, then I would have known that, you know, this is like you're pretty much at the end and you can just got to get through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my first birth was pretty traumatic. I had like a really mean nurse. Um, I remember asking for the epidural, but they also gave me like um, narcotics through my IV, which made yeah. me sleepy. Mm -hmm. And so I remember her saying, stop. I remember her saying, um, if you want an epidural, like you have to stay awake or we won't give you one. And yeah, it was just the contractions were coming. She's like, you got to sit still if you want this epidural. And I was like, well, it hurts. Like. <laughs> All right, <laughs> do, but I want some pain relief. Like I don't right. know. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty dramatic. I ended up um getting an a uh, unneeded um episiotomy, which I don't know why because my baby wasn't that big and I didn't push for long. But I was cut, um, and I had to get stitched up. I didn't know I was cut until after I had him and she was stitching me up. Oh wow! Yes. Um. So without consent. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. So what, that is crazy. So how does that, I don't, so <laughs> I don't even have the words for that. Tell me, I mean, so what do you do with that? Like, do they get in trouble? Do they not? Like you they didn't have your permission. So I, at the time I was like most people, um, feeling like, you know, my doctor would know, my doctor would do what was best for me. Um, and at the time, like, I just, I didn't know until I became a doula and I was like, oh, I'm, I can request my birth records. I can look through and see what's going on. And, and um, her reason for cutting me was that my baby had B cells, which means his heart rate um, was lower than what it should have been. But it was like that with contractions, which sometimes happens. Um, when your baby's head's getting compressed, sometimes their heart rate, you know, drops and then it accelerates and then it goes baseline. Um, but yeah, I I didn't know at the time, so 
I didn't know until years later that I was wow. that I was pretty much like medically abused. Uh, right. <laughs> until I became educated on the subject. Um so yeah, that I, I had my second birth and I pretty much was like in control of what was going on and no. I was able to advocate for myself because I knew better and it went how I wanted it to go, pretty much. I loved it. I loved it being in the hospital. I didn't want that, but um mm. It went out. Yeah. I had no my insurance wouldn't cover anything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the so being that you've been through both, you've been through medically and um, you know, just ha- not home birth, but you unmedicated, right? So being that you went through those, that helped you be able to do you feel like at some point like that was your training ground to be able to help other moms, whether or not they go through um medically or whether they choose a home birth like that was your training ground to be able to say I've experienced both this is what I can do to help you yeah I think um my experiences like for sure play a big role in how I provide care to um two moms it plays a role but I also try to like at the same time disconnect like my experiences from other people's um because I don't want to kind of put my story off on people you know like I want everybody to have their own story and I want everybody to birth like empower and however they see fit whether that's having an epidural or not having one or in the hospital or at home or however they want to um so I really I try to give advice based off of my experiences but also based off of knowledge and not like push my beliefs on people um and let everyone makes their own you know choices while still giving the information and the resources to make the best choices that they can for themselves and being that support to them too i think it's so beautiful and it's it is empowering um i want to speak to your becoming a um you becoming a doula but then also you coming into your own because I think a lot of women get lost in the sauce of becoming a parent. And at the time you were not only becoming a parent, but you are a wife as well. So at what point did you realize like, okay, I have a life, I have dreams, I have aspirations. Like how do I separate me being a person and me being a mom? What does that, how, do, how what does that process look like for you? Um. So I, I feel like, um, I honestly just recently yeah. like, got into that process and really I guess embrace um just knowing that I can I can be different things I don't have to just be you know a mom and I don't have to just be a good birth worker or whatever the case may be um but I and I feel like I'm it's still a process like I'm still working a a work in process with that um but really getting out of the military um I don't know, it opened my eyes a lot and it changed a lot for me Um, because I felt like, you know, I'm a mom, I have to do this. Um, Everything has to be, you know, about my kids and then me second. But now, especially with helping other moms, it's like I got to practice what I preach because I would tell other moms, like, you know, you matter, you have to take care of yourself, you have to do this, that. And meanwhile, I'm like kind of burning out and I'm tired and I'm just like, you know, I need to figure out how to take care of me. But now I'm, I'm serious about taking care of me. <laughs> um, and sometimes I feel like I still got to um, 
kind of check myself like you know you it's okay to it's okay to nap it's okay to put some responsibilities off for another day it's okay to this just not getting done today or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be like it's okay to do whatever you need to do in the name of self-care pretty much absolutely I loved it and I think for me like well, I was 19 when I got pregnant and 20 when I had my son I did not know what self-care was and a long for a very long time I believed that and I think a lot of and I want to say black people honestly I think in the African-American community we've been taught that if we're struggling then we're strong if we carrying this by ourselves then we're strong if you are um doing it in a way that is going to show that even though I'm struggling, even with tears in my eyes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But I think that we have to understand that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to um, allow people to carry some weight for us. Like, I'm not putting my problems on you, but I am going to ask you to help me in the event that you are willing to and go ahead and utilize the resources that are around me. I think that is so important. And being that you were in the military, like, what were the challenges that you faced in raising your children in a military lifestyle, um, being that, you know, I know how strenuous that can be with the government is basically just telling you what to do, or so I've heard. So what what challenges have you faced in that? Um, so I backtrack, I got divorced when my oldest was six months old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got divorced when my oldest was six months old. Um and that was just a struggle within itself. Luckily, like for that first year or so, his dad or their dad was still stationed at the same duty station. Um, so, you know, we did our week on, week off, or weekend on, weekend off. We were able to like split it. And he was still, you know, even with being divorced, he was still very helpful. Um, and I had people that I was stationed with that was very helpful. Um one of my supervisors she was like a second mom to me pretty much and a grandma to my child like she introduced me to her daughter who's the same age as me and she ended up being like a babysitter just they were like a second family so I feel like just finding your village is like the biggest thing with being a military mom um but it made me um you know try to whole get back with my ex thing um we tried to rekindle whatever to give our child a two-parent household because it's hard um being a single parent is hard um that's where this little one came in at Uh (laughs) (laughs) it didn't work and it's okay that it didn't work because sometimes it just don't work um and I guess we needed that retry to see that it's just not for us we're just not meant to be like he's a great dad but we're just not good people for each other mm-hmm. um but yeah um finding your village is like the biggest thing um and just having people on standby like because in the military you do 24-hour duty you can get called into work for drills or just whatever the case may be um and also the army has like a mentality or the military has a mentality where like the army's first family second mm-hmm. um and as a mom, mom I'm I- just from the jump like no my kids right. <laughs> we're not gonna work. that's not gonna work for you <laughs> for me so that's like one of the reasons I, I got out um yeah mostly off of maternity leave with my youngest we stood in formation and my first sergeant was like oh we're going to Syria and I was like ah! 
Ooh, <laughs> and um they were like us and I'm like no I'm breastfeeding I just had a baby and they were like no you're going and I was like okay I'm getting out <laughs> you get for me so yeah I started doing all the things I needed to do to get a medical discharge and that's what happened oh wow yeah. I am glad that that happened for you because no. what I couldn't imagine I, I can imagine. We're in Syria. I was preparing yeah. to get out. <laughs> yeah, y'all are going to Syria and y'all have fun. <laughs> All right, I cannot leave my child. Before I had no. kids, I was, I was volunteering for deployment. Before right, I right. Kids, I was like, no, I can't do it. I don't blame you because I know for a fact, like, I left my child to go back to college, but as far as going across the no. world, <laughs> no. Where's not um right no we good we good well i'm glad you put your babies first and that is obvious in all that you do um all that we see you you know doing um there was a business that you did i don't know if you still do it are you still into skincare because didn't that have your son's name or something have something to do with one of your their middle names okay um, Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> I make products here and there, and I have some things on hand. Yeah. Um, when I got out of the army, like I shut my website down just to do this whole transition thing, and it ended up being hacked. So I mm. couldn't get hacked. Um, but I have been like taking small orders or clients that are repeat clients. Like they'll message me like, "Hey, do you have such and such?" And I'm like. Yeah, I have some of that on hand and they'll buy it. Um, so, and I've been making things for moms mostly lately. So I make like nipple balm and postpartum steams, um, like healing steams or like pregnancy labor prep tea with the raspberry leaf and all of that. Um, but as far as skincare, I do, I do have a few things on hand and I've been making small batches of things for like people that know and still wants to buy, but I have not been like promoting, um, or anything like that lately yeah y'all gotta get in touch with her for all well don't get in touch with her too much because <laughs> it's on the side but the holistic healing the skincare especially like a baby has eczema I know that was one of the things that a lot of my friends were into like I was like contact her go to her page like order it like it's gonna help you and my it definitely helped my goddaughter so I just wanted to throw that in there because I know you put the babies first and all that you do so um right now we're going to get into a quick rapid fire it's going to be either or questions 10 questions first thing comes to your mind all right brunch or dinner brunch dishes or laundry dishes thank you I've been getting laundry and I don't know what's wrong with people, but congrats to y'all. <laughs> well, I, I got um, looking at me now. I need to fold. Yeah. And they're going to always look at me. I'm telling you. <laughs> Folding and putting away part. I'm just like. Mm -mm, that's it. That's it. I would put them in the dryer. It's, it's nice to smell them when they come out the dryer, but of the net. All day, but... Who's, who's going to fold them? Because I can't. <laughs> okay. Kidcation or vacation? Vacation. <laughs> uh, children on a schedule or free for all schedule <laughs> scary movie or comedy comedy side part or middle part side nails or toes toes Dunkin or Starbucks Starbucks <laughs> hook or take out take out 
I like your food though. I like the way your food looks. I never had it. <laughs> I, I enjoy cooking, but if I don't have to, I'm, I'm gonna get something. I already know. I already know. And the last one, flats or drums. You said flats or who? Or drums. Oh, okay. Flats. Mm -hmm. All flats with ranch. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, <laughs> you don't you don't like ranch? I don't do dressings. Everybody oh. think I'm crazy. I don't do dressings. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're crazy too. I'm with the people. <laughs> okay. So I love your style of parenting. You are, it was one video you uploaded and you was like, you don't yell at your kids. Love that for you trying to get there. So I wanted to know, um, is your parenting a reflection of what you saw growing up or a choice that you wanted growing up? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the complete opposite of what I saw and had yeah. growing up. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say I do yell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I try not to. Right. Um, as much as I can, I try to refrain myself. I try to, you know, take that moment, take a pause. Because a lot of times yelling and things is, is just reaction. It's mm -hmm. not really what you want to do in the moment. It's, right. it's reaction and it's, um, uh, how can I say this? It's, I guess a reaction to you being triggered is has most of the time nothing to do with your kids. Right. Um, but with you and your fight or flight, um, you know, reaction and you being triggered and you just feel like you need to do that. Um, I do yell. It's something I'm still working on. Um, I feel bad. <laughs> it's absolutely not something I saw um, or had growing up. Mm -hmm. Um my mom was a teen mom um, and her mom passed away when I was a few months old. So she, you know, she did what she could, what she had pretty much. And um, I feel like we did a lot of learning together um, and I'm doing a lot of learning with my kids. I just had a conversation with um, my mom yesterday. Um, one of my kids, I forgot what they was doing, but um they were pretty much like whining and uh, she asked me like, what did you do? And I was like, I told them like, I'm learning just like you're learning. And you know, I'm, I'm trying my best. Like, I know you're trying your best. And, um, but it's the, Oh, Nazir, he was kicking and screaming um, because he didn't get his way. I think he wanted a cake pop or something from Starbucks. And um, I bought him one, but I didn't give it to him right then and there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was kicking and screaming and I had to talk to him. Um, I didn't raise my voice. I just like, you got to stop this. We can't keep doing this because it's becoming a habit, his little tantrums. And I'm like, mm -hmm. look, no. Um, and she was like, okay. Pretty much like, okay, you keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> like, they, be, they, they be feeling that. They be feeling some type of way about that. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy is she put with them. Like, yeah. when you, like, you ain't got to yell. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> it's so crazy because my mom was the same way and I'd be like first of all when I talk I'm the problem I'm not parenting correctly but okay. when he's in your presence and he's doing the exact same thing it's well what's wrong and well you need to why you want to talk nicely now because I thought I was the problem I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> They, the parents don't, the parents aren't the grandparents that they used to be. I can say that. They, they don't grandparent the way they parented. I will say that. Sure. So 
being that, you know, you do work on their gentle parenting and I mean, work on your gentle parenting and trying to, you know, respect their boundaries, teach them boundaries, all those wonderful, great things. Um, like you said, you're learning how they're learning. So is how are you, I don't want to say reparenting because I'm pretty sure there's nothing wrong with your, you know, your parenting, your the way your mother parented you, but how are you learning then to recreate who you were and heal that little girl? Because I know for me, being a parent has taught me how to parent that little girl on the inside of me that needed what I'm giving to my child. So I, I know I will say that I am um, reparenting myself. Um, and like I said, you know, my mom, she did the best she could with what she had. Um, and I mean, overall, she did great. <laughs> um, especially being her circumstances. Um, I feel like, you know, she, she did a good job, but, um, I feel like I'm working on like, you know, healing that little girl inside of me. And that's something that I'm still like trying to figure out how to do. Um, and it's, I feel like lately more than anything, like I've been learning my triggers and really kind of associating things with, um, you know, what went on like in my childhood or even like teenage years and young adulthood even because um, even when I thought I was grown, I wasn't. And, <laughs> <Been there. laughs> and so um I'm really it's a work in progress like mm -hmm. right now. I can't even say like what my plan was or what I have done because I'm still figuring it out yeah um, I, um I'm there too I think it's I think it's an ongoing process I would say that like as I said, like, you know, this is Mother's on a Mission to Succeed, which that mission is continuous. It's never going to be like, girl, I got it all together. Girl, I figured it out. Like, we're all momming and you all got kids. You're never going to have it all figured out. Maybe in the moment. Like, okay, I figured it out. This is the solution for now. But it's never going to all the way be figured out. It, just, it, it switches up on the day yeah. with, with the days. It switches up. For real, for real. With the moments. Because these kids the do moment. not... <laughs> These kids are, they're not they stable at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I got two, I mean, I got two last, last questions, last two questions. Gosh, why can't I talk? All right. So I'm making a mom's playlist. What is the song or album that you bump in your car when you're trying to either come down from losing it, as Destiny Ann would say? Or something that you just bump with your babies or bump in the car by yourself to like feel good. What do you think is a song I can add to the playlist? Um, so three songs that my kids now may be singing. Um, Janae Aiko, Born Tired is one song. <laughs> um, another one is, um, it's called Self Love by Jason Lyric. I love that song. Nazir sings it. It's, it's a part of my <laughs> playlist that I put on in the morning time. So we oh, get okay. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the third one. I had it in my head, but I, I don't forgot. <laughs> it's okay. We'll add, definitely add those two to the playlist. Um, we got an NFL, not NFL. What is this man's name? Something Melly. Why? What is that? I don't know these children's oh, names. Why? 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 I don't know. I don't listen to these people, but that was one of the things. I follow them on TikTok or something like that. That part. That part. Yep. He was going to jail. That's all I know about the Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> 
And the last thing I want to ask you, Telly, what are you most proud of in your motherhood journey? Oh my God. Your car is so cool. And it looks like a Lamborghini. Is it your mom's car? Yeah. Uh, I like your I like your Hot Wheels car. That's cool. What you got in my car? A Lamborghini. A Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> my dad from the store. Oh, okay. Did you pick it out? You picked it yeah. out all yourself? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love your I love your fast cars. Yeah. Um, what am I most proud of? Um, honestly, I would just say my growth and like how I allow myself to keep growing. Um, I had a conversation with one of my friends the other day and I was my best friend actually, and I was saying um how I'm not where I wanna be, but I am someone that 15-year-old me would have for sure like looked up to and you know wanted to get to know or hang around or I'm definitely somebody that teenage me would have you know looked up to so I'm proud of that your 15-year-old self is probably like she's that girl like I like her I really like her so I'm I love that I love the growth I love the fact that you're able to acknowledge your growth and also appreciate it because a lot of us have a hard time appreciating ourselves um but being a woman that balances business that's balancing the babies that's getting all the things done i am proud of you um for being a mother on a mission to succeed and just being who you are um, it's amazing to watch you in your elements and um i just want to know if you have anything else to tell maybe young moms out there maybe military moms if you have any last words that you want to, you know, give them some advice or anything. Um, I would say, um, you don't have to have it all together. <laughs> you don't have to have it all together. Um, some days are hard. Some days are not so hard. Um, but just know that, you know, every day is a new day and you can start over as many times as you need to. Um, take a restart as many times as you need to if you need to do it a thousand times within one day yes. reset. <laughs> just reset um I think that's one of the biggest things that I do often um I have two boys they're wild both of them <laughs> like I, a thousand times a day I gotta reset and like get myself together exactly um, but yeah, I just would say like, you don't have to have it all together. No matter what you see on social media, parenting is hard. Motherhood is hard. Um, and no matter how easy people make it look, everybody's journey is different and um, it's okay to have hard days. Yes. I love that. First of all, press the reset button, please. <laughs> press the reset button, please. <laughs> I love that. Well, ladies, this has been another episode of the uh, Shawana Sweet Podcast, Mom's Edition. And our um, guest, Chantel, tell us where we can, or not we, but them, <laughs> tell us where they can connect with you, um, Facebook, your social media handles, your businesses, all of that. Give them those handles so that they can reach out if they need to and book you for your services um, as well. I have a thousand of them. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, 
on Facebook, uh, my personal page is Chantel Brianna. I kind of share more of like motherhood things on my personal page because I just do. Um, that's most of what I share. Um, I have a, my birth worker page is um, Sincere Sakani Birth Services and my skincare page is Sincere Sakani Naturals. Um, I also do herbal blends, tea, steams, all types of things. So it's not just skincare, it's just all things natural. Um, Instagram, I have a student midwife page, becoming period a midwife. Um, and then Sincere Sakani Birth for my um, birth services and Chantel.Brianna for my personal page. Um, those, I have three of each pretty much. Uh, <laughs> those are my tags. Well, y'all have heard it here first. Like, this is an exclusive interview or something. But <laughs> y'all have heard it here first. Chantel, thank you so much for being on the Shamar to Sleep podcast. It really means a lot to me that you came on and you shared your story. And I know that there are going to be so many women that are impacted and inspired by your story. So I appreciate it. Um, y'all, make sure y'all tune into the next episode next week. Um, but whatever time you're listening, morning, noon, or night, y'all have a good one. And I'll see y'all on the next episode. Yeah.